Support for this podcast comes from ODC Dance. The world-class company returns for Dance Downtown, March 27th through the 31st, with two electrifying programs and five works, springing from cartoon, the news, and human connection. ODC.dance slash downtown. Support for KQED Podcasts comes from Star One Credit Union, now offering real-time money movement with instant pay. Make transfers and payments instantly between financial institutions, online or through Star One's mobile app. Star One Credit Union, in your best interest. From KQED. I'm Erica Cruz-Guevara, and you're listening to The Bay, local news to keep you rooted. The news about the COVID-19 booster shots has been hella confusing. And if you're like me, you've been hearing all this talk about boosters and feeling left without any clue about when it's your turn to get one. If you heard that Boosters for All were coming in September 20th and you thought, did I get this wrong? It's not you. It really isn't. Today, what you need to know about when it might be your turn to get a COVID booster shot. Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. Parking at SFO is easy when you book online. You can choose dates and times in advance and secure the best rates to make your departure stress-free. Learn more at flysfo.com parking. Support for KQED Podcasts comes from Star One Credit Union, now offering real-time money movement with instant pay. Make transfers and payments instantly between financial institutions, online or through Star One's mobile app. Star One Credit Union, in your best interest. Pending approval from the Food and Drug Administration, the CDC's Committee of Outside Experts will be ready to start these booster, this booster program during the week of September 20. It's kind of confusing when you get a big announcement from the White House saying this thing's going to happen because you don't tend to get the second announcement saying like, ah, it's, it's actually not happening. Carly Severn is KQED's senior engagement editor. She's also been reporting on the COVID-19 vaccine for KQED. So there's this lengthy review process that a vaccine and a vaccine booster has to go through. And it really did reveal these kind of big disagreements about who exactly needed them, how much they needed them. And they did agree that it was not going to be a booster shot for everyone. When the first vaccine rolled out, I feel like it was very clear that most everyone should get it and that it was the best chance at preventing us from contracting COVID. But is that the case with the booster shot? So vaccines wane over time. This is just what happens. So when we're talking about, you know, review processes and efficacy, no one's disputing that the COVID vaccines work. As we know, breakthrough infections do occur, but statistically, they are so much milder than if you were unvaccinated. Um, So vaccines also wane in the face of variants like Delta coursing through the U.S. right now still. They also go down in the face of high levels of infection amongst the community. So these are the reasons why boosters were getting suggested. Specifically, now we're talking about people who really might need them more than the general population. And so this is how we've arrived at this idea that some people can get their boosters right now, but not everyone. So according to the federal government, who is eligible for the third COVID-19 shot right now? 
So the first thing to know is that you have to have gotten the Pfizer vaccine the first time around. If you got Moderna or Johnson & Johnson, this is not your time for a booster, unfortunately. That time may come in the future, but it's not right now. You cannot get a Pfizer booster without having had the Pfizer COVID vaccine first. No mixing and matching yet. Also, it needs to have been six months at least since your last shot. That's really important. One thing to be clear about, because it could get confusing, is a third shot has actually been available to the small number of immunocompromised people for a while now, and that's Pfizer and Moderna. And those folks can get their third shot just 28 days after their last one. But for the Pfizer booster shot that we're talking about here, eligible people have to wait until at least six months after their second Pfizer dose. The recommendations from the FDA and the CDC about who should get a booster shot, they're actually split into two. It's some groups that should get a booster shot, so like it's really recommended that they do. And the secondary group of people who these agencies say they can get one if they want one. The language they use is you may get one. You know, it's like permission to get one. The people that the FDA and the CDC say should get a Pfizer COVID vaccine booster shot right now are people age 65 and older, uh, people who live in a long-term care facility like a nursing home, and people who are 50 to 64 with underlying medical conditions or at increased risk of social inequity. There's also the secondary group of people that the CDC and the FDA say they can, they may get it. And that is, that's a lot more people. That's people aged 18 to 64 with underlying medical conditions, people who are at increased risk of being exposed to COVID because of where they live, like a correctional facility or a, a shelter for unhoused people, or this quite big little subgroup of people who are at increased risk of being exposed to COVID because of where they work. And so the CDC has this whole list of people in eligible occupations. And the agency says, like, we might update this in the future as more data comes in. This includes first responders like healthcare workers, firefighters, police, education staff like teachers, food and agricultural workers. The FDA and the CDC really kind of went back and forth about do we include this large group of people who do jobs that might expose them to COVID more? That was a real point of contention in the review process. Is that disagreement the reason why we even have these categories? Like, why do these categories even exist? Folks within the FDA and the CDC were apparently really talking about how much does the efficacy really drop and is it necessary that everyone gets it. And that's where we get this narrowing down of, well, if if the vaccine booster isn't really necessary for everyone, who might it be necessary for? It's super complex. And there's so much about the science of COVID that is evolving. We've seen that so much through the pandemic that something we're told, you know, in, in one month, really changes in six months time in a year's time and i do think for audiences that can be so confusing because you're like wait what did i did i miss something did i imagine this but really what we know about covid especially in the face of these variants that crop up and change the game it does keep changing so you know it sounds kind of trite to recommend patience when it comes to covid science but really i think that's that's what we all need because we see people on these federal review panels disagreeing about this stuff like that means it's super complicated 
I want to transition now to if you can or should get a vaccine to how you can go about doing that. Let's say I am eligible and I want to get my third shot. Um, how do I do that? Where do I go? Is it any different from the process of getting the first shots earlier this year? Well, this is where I'm delighted to be like a little bit more positive about the whole process because I have been following vaccinations and how to get a COVID vaccine for many, many months now. And I do recall the bad old days with the first months of the rollout where people were so confused. They were emailing KQED. They were submitting questions being like, how do I do this? I'm eligible, but I don't know where to get my shot or I do know where to get my shot, but there's no appointments or the site keeps crashing. So it actually brings me a lot of happiness to say things are a lot better right now. If you even go to my turn, which is the state site for booking a vaccination, it is so much more navigable right now. Also, the accessibility considerations, to me, they look so much better. If you need a home visit, there's something telling you how to get someone to come to your home to give you a vaccination, to get a call back about that. That was not the case many months ago. So what I recommend is if you've checked that you are eligible and you want to get that third shot, number one, I would recommend going to my turn the state site for vaccination and you look for that additional shot third shot language and then you go through that process it physically won't let you book an appointment i think unless it's been six months since your last vaccination so it's it, it kind of holds your hand through it the second idea is to go through your county itself to go to your county's public health website and see what they're doing the thing about my turn is it's meant to incorporate a lot of the counties themselves so you may find it easier to kind of just go through my turn anyway but if you prefer to go through your county, you can do that through their site. You can also, if you have healthcare, if you have a healthcare provider, you can speak to them about if they are offering vaccinations. And lastly, you can go to a pharmacy. You can go to Albertsons and a Safeway, CVS, Walgreens. Uh, a lot of them were doing walk-ins that may be changing with the boosters, uh, but you can make an appointment fairly easily, I think, on their site and go and get your shot that way. There are a lot of people in other countries who haven't even gotten a single dose of the vaccine. For someone who can get the vaccine booster here, how do you how are you supposed to weigh that decision of getting a booster anyway? One thing I'm hearing a lot uh, within my own networks as well as from KQED's audiences is this idea that, you know, if people can get a booster shot, they feel weird about it and they would rather that booster shot goes to someone in another country as their first shot. You know, they feel ethically really conflicted about it. I think folks in the Bay Area might particularly be feeling this this conflict because a lot of folks in the Bay Area will have family in these other countries that have not been able to access a vaccine themselves. So it really brings that ethical conflict home for a lot of people. You know, right now, there is no system whereby you giving up your booster shot means that that dose is then chipped to another country. I mean, that would be great, but it's it doesn't work like that. So that... That's just another thorny element of this. Carly, I feel like this conversation about boosters sounds just a lot more complicated than the initial rollout of the vaccine, where I feel like I knew it was either my turn to go ahead and get the vaccine or not. And it feels like there's a lot more to consider this time around when it comes to getting a third shot, at least right now. Basically, the CDC is seeding the choice of whether you get a booster shot completely up to you. 
if you are in this, you may get a booster shot category. They recommend that you consider your individual risks and benefits and then weigh whether to get that booster shot. Yeah, you know, a lot of people would say, well, just go and talk to your doctor. It's easy. But it's not easy. Not everyone has a regular doctor. And if they do, not everyone has a regular doctor that they know and trust to, you know, discuss about these kind of healthcare matters. And not everyone has healthcare that even gives them access to a doctor. So that idea that you just visit a doctor and they'll give you the answer, that that's not quite what's going on here, I'm afraid. I do feel that as with so much in this pandemic, is still being left up to the individual person. You know, I'm not just thinking COVID vaccines. I'm thinking about masks. You know, the science on masks changes. We are told that, you know, this is a safe mask. Oh, no, wait, it might be this. Oh, you might want a double mask. And I, I do think this issue of who may get a vaccine, I think it really speaks to that idea that so much is being put on the individual to make their own best decisions. We just don't know how this booster shot conversation is going to involve. Are they going to add more jobs to that CDC list of occupations? Are they going to include more people in booster shots? Is it eventually going to widen out to everyone? Uh, we just don't know. As federal officials continue to consider if and when everyone should get their COVID booster, it's also worth noting that there are still so many people here who haven't gotten their first shots. As of now, just 59% of California is fully vaccinated. Also, speaking of fully vaccinated status, the boosters do not change what it means to be fully vaccinated. So if you've had both doses of your Pfizer or Moderna vaccine or the one shot of your Johnson & Johnson vaccine for at least two weeks, you are still considered fully vaccinated, in case anyone asks. Thanks to Carly Severn, KQED's Senior Engagement Editor. This episode of The Bay was produced and cut by Aditi Bandlamudi. It was scored and also produced by our editor, Alan Montecilio. And I'm Erica Cruz Guevara. That's it for The Bay, y'all. Peace. A young correctional officer. He said it was the most dangerous prison in California. Forced to make a choice fulfill his oath or back his fellow officers. Recognize the badge of my office. I'm Suki Lewis from KQED Podcasts comes on our watch season two, New Folsom, a story about who gets hurt when the system that promises to keep us safe is bent on protecting itself. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts.